podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of It's My Pleasure. I am going to be doing a Q&A, which I've never done before, actually, on this episode. And I postponed this episode by a week because last week it was a time to listen to other voices in this country. This is something that I deeply believe and something that I think we can all learn from in this time of our lives. And being a white woman in this country and really listening, listening to the Black voices, you know, close to me, around me in my local community and beyond, listening about their experience being Black in this country and what that has meant for them. And right now, you know, in response to Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and the thousands and thousands of other Black lives that have been unjustly taken, it has been very clear to me why this movement of Black Lives Matter is so important and why it's so important to me. And I understand that, you know, you listening might not agree with that and others out there might not agree with that. And this is where I stand. This is where I stand and the side of this movement that I'm choosing to be on. And as, you know, a white woman, there is a lot of things, of course, that I am unlearning and unpacking, and I want to continue to learn and be a part of the conversation and taking action, taking the action that I can take taking the action to continue to learn, taking the action to have difficult conversations, taking the action to listen, taking the action to find more resources to support Black businesses, Black coaches, all of these sorts of things that I'm committed to doing. And not just that, but as my business continues to expand and grow making sure that this is the foundation of my business, that diversity is part of it, that inclusion is part of it, that standing up for anti-racism is part of that, and how truly and deeply important that is for me and also something that is for my family, and that will be part of my daughter's lives. That being said, with what's been going on right now, first off, I just want to say to all of my Black friends and my 
Black listeners and my Black colleagues, I love you. I see you. And I fully stand with you today and every day moving forward. And, you know, I had a a lot of clients, of course, this last week experiencing a roller coaster of emotions and reaching out and asking, how can I feel pleasure? How can I feel pleasure when there's anger and overwhelm and, and sadness and deep hurt? How is that possible? And one of the things that I want to offer with this work and with the way that we're there for ourselves with the way that we treat ourselves to understand that feeling as it's obvious I'm feeling right now, feeling emotion. We're not trying to use mindset or thought work to think ourselves out of being a human being. Being a human being and waking up fully to the experience of what that is for you is the purpose of this work. It is why we show up. When you learn how to compassionately be there for your tears, for your sadness, for your hurt, for your disgust, for your anger, for all of it, You open yourself up to the ability to feel the entire spectrum. When we learn to go into our bodies and say, woman, what am I feeling right now? When you can drop in and notice that sensation and give yourself permission to feel you are going to be able to not only feel the things that are hard, to feel the things that are sticky and uncomfortable, but you train your brain to wake up to the sensation of feeling it all. All the hard stuff, all the discomfort, all the things you're not really quite sure how to even explain and the pleasure and the ecstasy and the rapture. The fact of the matter is, is that for most of us, we have been disconnected from our bodies for so long. We've been taught as young people to be quiet, to move through it, And for a lot of people we have experienced, there's an experience of trauma. There's experience of hardship that it didn't feel safe to feel. And the brain 
really wants you to survive. So it allows you to come back into your head so that you can get through the trauma because the trauma inside of your body is just too much. So having so much love for yourself, if you're noticing, you're like, I don't even want to feel this is too much. And noticing this is a reaction that the brain is having because it's so afraid to feel the emotions that are coming up inside of you. When you can begin to tell your brain, I know this is scary to feel. I know this is <laughs> like, it's that knee jerk reaction of like resistance. Like, Ooh, I don't want to go into my body and feel that feels so scary. That feels like I might get sucked in. I don't even know. But when you give yourself permission to go in and to meet these feelings and meet the sensation, you are giving yourself a gift to waking up to your humanity, to waking up to being the person for yourself that can hold loving space for whatever emotions arise. And when you begin to turn in towards your body and go be brave enough to feel the feelings as sensations, this is the key is to really learn to be like, where am I feeling this in my body? How would I describe this feeling? Where am I noticing it? When you can really truly begin to practice training your brain to feel emotions as sensations in the body rather than stories in your head, what you'll notice is there's other things also going on in your body. That the hardness that you're feeling, that the discomfort that you're feeling is there and it might be part of it, but there's also other parts that might feel more neutral and that it's possible that part of you can also feel pleasure. When we turn towards pleasure and whether or not, like, don't think that this just has to be like going and having sex. It could be the pleasure of being held. It could be the pleasure of touching your own skin, of holding your own body in a loving way. It could be the pleasure of being seen fully by your partner and kissed and loved. The pleasure doesn't have to always look the same when we're hurting, but if we cut ourselves off and say, oh, I can't feel any pleasure or goodness because I have all of this anger or pain, you're denying yourself the ability to love on yourself. You're denying your body who has all of these tools and all of these ways to soothe you and to hold these emotions with compassion. Giving yourself permission to feel pleasure, to feel satisfaction alongside any of the discomfort or emotional pain you're experiencing is the most generous and loving thing you can do for yourself. It's like holding an open hand and like cradling and receiving yourself and being like, yeah, I see that you heard. It's like gently rocking a baby and also I'm right here. We're not trying to say that what you're feeling is wrong. 
It shouldn't be dismissed. It shouldn't be pushed down. But when you allow yourself to also connect with the pleasure in your body, what you're doing is providing yourself with more cushion to hold the hurt. It's like the balm to your dry skin. It's like the honey to your sore throat. It makes sense to me that it seemed like, oh, well, how could I ever have pleasure when I'm hurting so bad? And understanding that it's these little moments that you give yourself that are going to soothe you and allow you to move through the hard times. It becomes, it becomes the, uh, the buffer system. And I don't mean buffering like as getting out of, right? But like the buffer to the hurt, it gets to be the part that's that soft cushion to hold it. There's a number of ways that you can do this, but just generally what I just shared is one of the best ways for you to start is to go into your body and just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Where do I notice it? Let your mind be curious. Remind yourself whenever you come across these emotions that they're allowed to be there. Of course they're there. That this is hard, that you feel this hardness. And then you can start to notice that other places inside of you that don't quite feel that way. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. This listener asked, how do you push through anxiety to fully orgasm? I don't know exactly where the anxiety is coming from with the orgasm. So if you're experiencing anxiety (laughs) and the, the orgasm is coming up, one of the things I want you all to listen to is we're not trying to push through anything first and foremost. And not during sex, I would encourage you to ask yourself, where is this anxiety coming from? Because that's going to make a difference about how you approach the anxiety itself. Is it coming just when you're getting close to orgasm? And just do a little inquiry. Like, what does orgasm mean to me? What am I thinking about orgasm right now that is perhaps creating anxiety? What am I afraid of experiencing? Am I afraid of something going wrong, that it's going to take too long, that I'm not doing it right? So really be curious with yourself about where this anxiety is coming from. Because if you don't know where the anxiety itself is coming from, it makes it very tricky to be able to do something about it. With any emotion, like I was just talking about with other emotions, we want to bring a sense not just of love and, you know, support for ourselves, but also just very gentle and tender curiosity. Like, why does orgasm feel scary? Why am I holding myself back? If you just sat down with a pen and paper and asked yourself that question, why might I be holding myself back? You're going to be able to reveal to yourself some reasons 
that anxiety is present to begin with. It could feel that it's not safe, right? Maybe you're afraid of being too loud or of doing it wrong, or maybe it's this sense of like, I don't know what it looks like on the other side. And so it feels a little scary, but you can't truly meet yourself with compassion until you understand more what your mind is afraid of that's increasing this anxiety to begin with. So begin there, start there by asking yourself, like, what am I afraid about orgasm? Why am I holding myself back from this? If I were to guess, what would I guess is the reason that anxiety is here? And then based on that, you're going to have more clarity about how to move forward with it. Okay, and the final question that I am going to answer for today's Q&A episode is, how do you increase libido? (laughs) So this is uh, obviously a very large question. So I want to take it down into chunks about my thoughts on this and how you can get going. So first and foremost, I really like to think of libido and break it down like what does libido mean? Technically, it means, you know, your eagerness to have sex, (laughs) your desire to have sex. And when it's called libido, I want you to just notice any thoughts that come up around it being called libido. Because when I hear libido, I have a lot of thoughts. It makes it feel like it's just something that's like occurring in my body, right? That I have no control over, that just happens to me. And it makes me feel rather powerless unless I'm changing something inside of my body to help have more eagerness to have sex. But really the way that I think when people ask this question is, What I hear at the underlying bit of it is how can I want it more? Because at the end of the day, there's so many women out there that are my clients and other women that I talk to, my friends and my circles that really do want to want it. They want to desire this connection more with themselves, with their partners. And When we just blanket statement, call it libido, oftentimes it makes it feel like you can't really do much. So I want you to think about it as an eagerness, a willingness, and then a coarse desire. Now, one of the things that I've talked about before on this podcast, and just as a reminder, is the idea between spontaneous desire and responsive desire. Nearly 70 or maybe it's like closer to 80% of women experience what's called responsive desire. And responsive desire really means that that click in your brain, that switch in your brain to be eager to actually have this like feeling inside of you like I want sex occurs after you're turned on after you've already become aroused, right? And so that turn on bit, 
is different for every single person. Some people are turned on after kissing. Some people are turned on when I know when I just kind of get in my body and dancing, I can feel this more like turned on energy. And I'm like, oh yeah, sex could be a really fun thing. That could be a good idea. So whatever turned on looks like for you, and if you're not having a lot of sex, if you're not having a lot of these moments and you haven't experienced a lot of like pleasure in your body recently or just being embodied in general, then it might take some time to get turned on again for your body to remember what turned on even feels like. But giving yourself patience and time to perhaps kiss with your partner for a really long time, to maybe even spend time by yourself, like touching yourself, being with yourself, calming your nervous system down, maybe even a little bit of self-pleasure before your partner even comes in the room can help you then be like, yeah, actually, I really want it. So responsive desire is that eagerness for sex, for wanting sex, and it comes after you've been turned on. The spontaneous desire occurs in a much smaller percentage. It's like 20% of women that will have more spontaneous desire than responsive desire where they just out of the blue, maybe their partner asks for it and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they they can just hop right on and they're eager and they want it. Also understanding that these two can switch. You might tend towards one. It could be different during different times of your life or different times of the month. The other thing to think about too is that, okay, let's say that is a responsive desire. Let's say that you do fall more in that camp and you know that in order to actually want sex more, you have to be in a place that you are a little turned on, that you're feeling rather aroused. Then it's less about this quote unquote libido and more about being focused on how am I going to get myself to a turned on place? And guess what? That is so much more in your control. That's such an easier question for you to ask yourself. And really what I think is on the opposite side, why am I not feeling turned on right now? (laughs) That's going to give you a lot of clues about where to even begin. You can just simply ask yourself in the evening, like, why am I not turned on? You're like, well, because the kids have been at me all day and I'm really tired or, you know, they're, you're feeling very emotional, you're upset with your partner, you just got into a lot of very heated arguments on the internet If that's you, I see you and I can relate. Whatever it is, right? Like asking yourself, like, why is it that I'm not really feeling turned on? And that's going to give you a clue and clarity about how to also minimize these turn offs that are preventing you from connecting with your body and feeling pleasure in the first place. So to whomever asked this question, I really want you to you know, decide for yourself, like what it would I consider? It's probably more of this responsive desire and what's getting in the way leading up to it. Like, why am I not feeling turned on and what might I do to help aid myself to get more into my body and feel more turned on? Because then once you're doing that, then you're going to be more willing right? Then you have a willingness to kind of get yourself there, get yourself turned on. And then the likelihood that your brain is going to switch into, yep, I do want sex 
goes way up. It's much, much higher. Okay, so those are the questions that I am answering today for Q&A. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. I'm sending you all so much love out there. It's been my pleasure as always to share these tools, these insights, and just these mindset, you know, I don't want to call them tricks, but these mindset shifts that can really help you become a more turned on woman, that can help you lean more into your pleasure to see that not only are you deserving, but that it's available to you and how it can support you in all areas of your life. I hope that you have a wonderful day and remember that your pleasure is really, really important. Take care.